I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. You sold a cow for magic beans. What? You could have stole Ray Jennings at seven. How does the entire world already know about this, Mom? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Monday Maniac, the Draft Day Dude, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, so I actually have a story. We haven't had story time in a while. Okay. We haven't. And I haven't had a, a good like kid story in a little bit. Parent corner. Parent corner right here. <laughs> so my son is a little over two. We're in the trying to figure out potty training, which is just a mixed bag of results. Okay. Because everybody in the world wants to give you their. I'm not sure opinion. you're supposed to put it in a bag. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> everyone wants to tell you their advice on how to do it. There's books. There's all this different stuff. Anyway. We have the little toy potty that goes next to the real potty. Oh yeah. And so my son is my my son got out of the shower last night and he was like, All right. And he's like ready to pee. He's showing I'm like, let's go, take him. He pees and we're super excited. We're just like we're my wife and I are both like jumping in the bathroom, cheering. He gets Cheerios, basically whatever he wants. So then I go out and I, I do like my exercising thing and uh my wife calls me. She's like, I'm about to throw up. I'm like, do I need to run home? Like, what's going on? And she's like, Roman pooped in the potty. I'm like, let's freaking go. And it's a good like, thing. I, yeah, great thing. So he poops in the potty. My wife is cheering for him. She takes my son to the changing table. And then my dog eats all of the poop. And oh. my dog has like poop all over its mouth. Oh. And so now I don't know what to do about my dog because now my dog smells like poop. We've like washed a whole, like my dog <laughs> gave a bath, all the stuff. And I just, I don't know. So my advice, like what I need people out there to tell me what <laughs> breath mints I need to give for my dog because my dog's mouth literally smells like poop and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> oh, honey. Yes, my dog, honey. And now my wife's like, well, I don't want her on the couch. I'm like, bullcrap. She's got to be able to be on the couch. It's our dog. Like, I love my dog. No, your dog so just ate poop. I know, but I I'm, love I'm with, my dog. I'm with your wife on this one. Dog stays off the couch if dog just ate poop. So anyway, there we go. Wow. Basically, bring a full circle back to the pod. We're a month away from the NBA draft, or less than a month. This is crazy. <laughs> hey, you want to uh, <laughs> know something that's uh, kind of unfortunate? I'm ready. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order of 100% covered in chocolate Built Bars. <laughs> Built Bars are great. I'm now going to transition from that story and that ad read to <laughs> what we're going to do today. All, All right, right. So, <laughs> on to. On today's show, Isaac Isaac and I are starting our draft day coverage. I'm never going to recover from this. I feel I feel like the Tiger King when he goes, I will never be able to financially recover from this. <laughs> Isaac and I are taking a look at the 18th pick, starting our actual draft coverage. Draft profiles are in. They're here to stay. We have put them off and put them off. And the draft is actually supposed to be to uh, Sunday. Right? Oh, I forgot about that. Remember, the well, draft I should, was supposed oh, to be, I should have been there. The draft was supposed to be October 18th. 
and it got moved back to November 18th. So we are a month away from the draft. So Isaac and I are starting our draft coverage right now. We'll have all kinds of stuff, all kinds of draft profiles. By the time the draft comes around, you guys will be so covered in draft prep, you'll be annoyed with it. Uh, Today, we're going to focus on the 18th pick, just specifically the guards that are potentially going to be available there. So, Just the guards. That's all we're talking about today. Just the guards. I know. We're not trying to say that the Mavericks should take a guard at 18. I'm not saying that. (laughs) We're not saying that. Some people really had a hard time with that on Twitter when Nick (laughs) said, hey, what are some guards you like at 18? I think we both agree. We both would love a wing at 18, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're just starting with guards. This is how we usually do draft profiles. We do guards, wings, and bigs. We separate them into those, and then we break it down further on, all right, if there's a specific guard that we really like, we'll do a full pod on it, breaking down just all the different things about that player. So we're starting just with guards today. So uh, by the way, just up front, we're not going to do Josh Green or Desmond Bain. A lot of people have mentioned Desmond Bain to us, including um, you know, Mavs Draft was on this podcast a couple Fridays ago. He mentioned Desmond Bain as the one guy that he really wants the Mavs to get. We put him in the wings category, and so we're going to do him for a different podcast. So we're just doing guards today, so let's get into it, Isaac. Our I'll say Aaron Naismith, too. I'm considering a wing. I'll oh, yeah. Also, yeah, we also consider Aaron Naismith as well. Uh, first guard up, Tyrese Maxey. This is probably the one I got the most when I tweeted out. Uh, give me some guard names of people you like in the draft. Tyrese Maxey, six foot three, 200 pounds. 6'6 wingspan. ESPN said near 6'8 wingspan, so I'm not sure. Kind of falls in between there, probably. Probably between 6'6 and 6'8 wingspan. He's going to be 20 at the time of the draft. He's from He went to Kentucky. He's from South Garland, so he's from Texas area. Yeah. Uh, he's from the, that area. Uh, the ringer calls him a versatile two-way combo guard, good shot maker with a knack for making clutch plays on offense and defense. He's a winner. By the way, most and pretty much a lot of my draft coverage will come from a combination of the Ringer, ESPN, and San Vicini at, at uh, the draft, or at San Vicini at the Athletics. So a lot of stuff, a lot of shout outs to those guys for doing all the work and watching all the film because it's not all available to us. So we're relying on those guys to come up with good stuff. And we trust those guys, KOC and, and those guys at the Ringer do great stuff, Charks and them. Um, but Tyrese Maxey, let's just get into some strengths. What are some big strengths that you saw from Tyrese Maxey? Well, I mean, I think the first thing with Maxey is, you know, he went to Kentucky. We, I mean, that's a Dallas. strength. Well, no, I was just gonna say. Did you mention that he went to Kentucky? I'm sorry, yeah, I was. Yeah, reading. I did. It's okay. Um, I think Vicini. Uh, I think he said he has like a body of a free safety, and that stuck. <laughs> that stuck out with me. But um, Maxie's defense. I mean, that's the which that would be super confusing too, having Maxie Kleba and then Tyrese Maxie. It's like, well, which Maxie are you talking about? But um, Tyrese Maxie's defense, man. It's. I mean, that's the first thing that just stuck out to me. He played with two other guards, so I think that's context is, is so important when you look at these players and just college stats and just looking at stat and watching a team or reading up on a team. This you know Kentucky team, uh, they had a couple guards on the you know on their team too with Hagens and um, Quickly Emmanuel Quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like they kind of ran this like three guard thing, which Rick Carlisle's somewhere smiling right now about three <laughs> guards, but. You can't say shooting is the thing that stood out to you as far as a great thing uh, because I think that's the that's the biggest question mark with him. But I love his motor. Motors, I know the cliche word when it comes to draft stuff, but it's his defense that sticks out, especially from a Mavericks standpoint because we're all we're all looking at the draft from a, a viewpoint or the lens of the Dallas Mavericks. So if you're looking at this from a from a Mavericks you know viewpoint, 
it's that defense. It's the upper body. It's like a bigger version of a Josh Reeves, a better version of that. Of like everything you want in a Josh Reeves as far as like defense, you love his energy. That's the thing like my, like Maxi gives you. I just have a hesitation about the shot. And like that's, I think that's where you're going to, some people will say, hey, the shot will be fine. I just have a hesitation about his shooting. Yeah, I think that he can score. He's a good scorer. Like I, I watched a lot of him with really good floaters, like good finishing around the basket. He's pretty good, you know, in a pick and pick and roll scoring situation. He uh, averaged fourteen points with two other guards, you know, playing alongside. Yeah. So he can score, and he averaged fourteen points while shooting under under thirty percent from three. So that's saying something too about him. Yeah, 29% from three is the big weakness there. He did shoot 83% from the free throw line, so a lot of people yeah. look at free throw percentage and say, well, if he's a good free throw shooter, then the you know the outside jumper will come. He has a really low release point. That was the thing that was that was the same for every single like <laughs> scouting report that I read on him and when I watched him. Uh, really low release point. He releases basically from his chin. It was, it's, it's a very strange shot, so maybe they'll have to change that a little bit, but... Uh, Sam Bassini said everyone around the industry is agreed that he's a much better shooter than his 29% mark from three showed last year. So we've seen, I mean, like Tim Hardaway Jr. shot, you know, really low. We've seen Dorian Finney-Smith shoot like 29% in the NBA and then get up to 40 this past year. So uh, that can be that can be improved. That's not a be-all, end-all. Uh, but yeah, the, the strengths is the, the defense. You're hoping that the shot comes around. He's not super quick. He doesn't have a great handle, but... He's a big dude. Like one of the one yeah. of the comparisons that just just looking at him and watching some highlights, I said that's Marcus Smart. <laughs> he just looks like Marcus Smart. 6'3", 200 pounds, long wingspan, defense, like fearless kind of guy. Takes shots he probably shouldn't. His three point is streaky, right? Like all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the Ringer also compared him to Kyle Lowry and Carson Edwards. I think Carson Edwards is just because of the thighs, but uh, other than that, when, uh, when I look when I look at guards I, from this Mavericks perspective. It's like in a way they're kind of running this bullpen approach with the point with the point guards or the guards on the roster. So I'm kind of looking at all of them through this lens of Brunson, Seth Curry, Delon Wright, and who are they more like? Because all I think we can all agree all three of those players for the Mavericks are different in their own way. It's like who are who are they more similar like? And then could they have a chance of being better than? And I put Maxi in the Delon Wright category, and I think he could be a younger, better version of Delon Wright. Um, yeah, I just can he play off the ball when he can't shoot as well. I have a question with that. And his range on big boards is wild. Wasserman for Bleacher Report, which I, I like a lot of his draft coverage, mm-hmm. he has him at seven on his big board. Vicini has him at you know in a mock draft at twenty going to the heat. So there's a huge range in that. I don't think that he'll last to eighteen at Dallas. I think somebody above them in the like late lottery will take Maxi. But I could definitely see why Dallas would take the swing at eighteen if he fell there. Yeah, the Ringer has him at 13 on their big board. ESPN has him 15 on their big board. San Vicini has him 20th in a mock draft. And then Tankathon in their mock draft has him at 18. Uh, I wrote, replaces DeLon Wright on the Mavs. He'd be a perfect secondary guard to Brunson or Curry. He can play next to both of those guys, right? He, he's a decent enough playmaker that he can kick out to those open shooters. Him and Brunson would be a really interesting backcourt just to, to come off the bench. And, you know, yeah. both kind of play defense, both kind of play make. And, uh, but here's, here's my thing, though, the, going back to the shooting. Are we willing to have like take time with a non-shooter? Because True. like we're wanting to win now. So like that's the thing. If they go the guard route, that's why I, I like Maxi long term, but I don't know if he's gonna step in day one and you're gonna trust him. It's like 
we want shooters around Luka. Can you play alongside Luka Doncic? That's the number one question you're asking about draft. You're asking about free agency. You're asking about trades, everything. How do you fit and can you play alongside Luka? And for a guy that's coming out of the SEC who didn't shoot above you know, even 30% from three, I have my hesitations. But that's just me, though. Right, and that's what we're going to look at all these these players about. And I want to look at what's the upside, right? If this if this works from day one, he comes in and he is a contributor from day one. He's like Matisse Tybel, where he can come in and be in a rotation as a rookie. He's like Tyler Hero, can come in as a rookie and be like a rotation piece. What's the you know the upside? And I don't know if the upside is is big enough for me to to want to take a risk on a guy like this. So all right, coming up, we're going to get into some more guards. We got to fly through some of these because we have so many more to get to that we want to talk about today. Uh, so we'll talk about a couple guys coming up. RJ Hampton, Kyra Lewis, uh, all those guys coming up. But before we do, a healthy life includes a healthy sex life. But if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. It's going to affect you in so many different ways. If you want to, if you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe medicine that you need with Roman. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care. It's not just about the initial evaluation. It's also about that ongoing part. All from the comfort and the privacy of your home, a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. Just go to roman.com slash locked on to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and a free and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked on for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. Getroman.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris. Uh, let's get into our next guard here. Again, we're focusing let's do RJ. We're focusing on the 18th pick, and we're uh, looking at just guards. RJ Hampton was another one that a ton of people recommended to me on Twitter when I said which guards should I focus on. RJ Hampton, 6'5", 188 pounds, six seven wingspan. He's going to be 19 years old at the time of the draft. He recently played in Australia. Obviously, that was kind of a big deal. He's from Little Elm, Texas, up by Frisco. Yeah, And the ringer calls him a shifty athlete with a speedy first step, but activating his talent will require developing his jumper. What are some strengths and weaknesses with RJ Hampton? Well, he's super athletic uh, and super big for the point guard spot. And I think when you're looking at, you know, moving forward, you know, comparing it to a lot of these other guys who are 6'3 below, uh, he pops out when you see a guy like that, you know, a 6'5 handling the ball. Uh, I think the biggest thing is about his shot, but I I've, I swear I've done more research on RJ Hampton than these <laughs> other guys. I was down so many different r- rabbit holes of like his shot and this whole thing. I was reading this recent story about I think it was Fasini. Yeah, and the athletic. Out, I read that one too. Yeah, and it was great. You know, it showed how much even this like, these recent videos coming out uh, of him changing his whole shot form because I was watching mm-hmm. a bunch of highlights and clips of with when he was with the New England or New England New Zealand <laughs> uh, Breakers uh, playing in Australia League, and it's like. It worried me a little bit. I'm like, okay, I don't really see the hype on this uh, some, but he he just is it more Alonzo like, or is it more Michael Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Ooh man, that's that's hard. <laughs> I don't think he's the playmaker like, that Lonzo is. No, but, just the, just the jump shot. Oh, just the jump. But like you see that new video where he's been working with Mike Miller so much, yeah. it, you can see the the legs of you know from below and up to, like he's changed up his whole shot, and like that is sticking, and that's the, his shot now. Man, I, I think that's his because, you know, just like uh, Maxi, he shot under 30% from three. He shot under 70% from the free throw line. Yeah. That scares you. I, you mentioned the 83% from Maxi. That's a positive sign. You know, when a guy's, mm-hmm. you know, because she's like, all right. But that scares me a little bit about Hampton. Uh, at times, he was almost given the Rondo treatment. 
for New Zealand where people just like daring him to shoot. Uh, so same worries uh, about Maxi that I have about Hampton. It's like, do I think Hampton's going to step in day one and play rotation minutes for this Mavericks team? Probably not. But is there, okay, answer this. Who do you think has more upside, Maxi or Hampton? I think RJ Hampton does, right? Like, but you, but I'm, I'm so conditioned looking at the draft to see, oh, guy 6'5", like wing size, that's super athletic and explosive. That's the big strength for, for RJ Hampton. It's explosive. He's an athlete. He's versatile. He can play on ball or off ball. He has potential as a playmaker. He has incredible defensive upside because of those tools, right? Like that's all. So we're, we're conditioned to look at guys like that and say, oh man. And that's why dudes like Wesley Johnson get drafted top five, right? And we're Stanley and we're, Johnson. <laughs> Stanley Johnson, Wes Johnson, like all of them, Michael Kidd Gilchrist even, they don't have an elite skill and they get, people get suckered in because they see all the potential and say, man, this is like LeBron without this, right? And, uh, yeah. and so to, for the Mavs, I think that Maxi probably has more upside, but RJ Hampton is the guy that you look at and say, oh, he has more upside if he can add this, this, and this. That That's the thing that's hard to like, I'm a fan of him as a player, but for the Mavs, I don't know if I'm all in on it. And because there is, like, I think it's going to take time. RJ can go to a team, man, and, like, they give him a shot. They give him some time and develop him off the bench and, like, all this different stuff. I think he could be something special. I think he has all of those tools that you would want in this, like, you know, new new age, I guess, and even, like, new age. But, um, <laughs> but no, I just don't, yeah. I'm kind of... If he came to the Mavericks, it'd be awesome. You know, cool story coming home, just like Maxi. I think in everybody we talking about, he has all the upside in the world. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to take time to get there. And I don't know if Dallas, if if they stay at eighteen, and we didn't even preface this at the beginning of the pod yeah. that we don't even know if they're going to take this. If they stay at eighteen, they're probably going to want a guy that's going to play some minutes now. Right, we're operating under the assumption they're they're keeping it and using the pick on a guard. Which one would they use? Right. Um, he is available. So in the ringer, they put him at 21. ESPN had him mocked at 13. The Athletic had him mocked at 12, and then Tankathon had him at 15. So he's probably not going to be there for the you know for the Mavericks. It's probably not even going to be an option. But um, yeah, he has the potential. He just doesn't have that one elite skill, and then the shooting is is really a question. But if he comes in and he's a pretty decent knockdown shooter, to have that guy as your quote unquote third guard to come off the bench for for the Mavericks, that'd be interesting, right? Like that would be something. It'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting. I'd be totally for into. But it goes back to what you said. There's not, I mean, even when you read some of these people that know way more than what we do about these prospects, you know, they talk about his defense is inconsistent, his shooting inconsistent, his playmaking inconsistent. It's like, all right, well, the, the big thing is like, all right, he's got athleticism though, and he's got size. <laughs> and like, that's what he's got going for him in this like entry. So that's what I just think it's going to take time for him. I think he'll have, you know, a career in the league. I just want, I think Dallas and I want Dallas to take a guy that can play some minutes now. One elite skill is so important for a team like the Mavericks, right? You have to have one yeah. thing that you can come in and do, right? Whether it's shooting or defense or, or something. And so I'm not sure that RJ Hampton has that. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, another player. Let's do Teo Maladon, who sounds like a character from Jurassic Park. 6'4", 175 pounds, 6'8", wingspan. He'll be 19 at the time of the draft. He's from France, played overseas. Uh, the ringer said, strong floor general who's become a potent shooter, though his lack of burst may limit his upside. What's some big strengths and weaknesses for Tail Maladon? I, I literally wrote down, I don't have a ton of notes on him. I wrote down that he's a bigger, a little bit bigger Jalen Brunson. You know, mm. kind of opposite of the RJ in the way of 
Um, he doesn't have the athleticism that pops out. It's not he's not like the biggest guard out there. He, I mean, he is six four, uh, but he just makes all. It's like he makes all the right plays, and so I like him. I'm not in love with him for a Mavericks pick. Uh, because once again, going down these routes of like Brunson, Seth Curry, DeLon Wright, all under contract, all probably be back with the team next year. Who I think he's more of the Brunson pathway, but I just think Brunson's better than him right now. So he's not super athletic. He's not, you know, popping off the screen on anything. He's just going to make the right play and be fine with it. Uh, he is young. I think he is 18. So he's the youngest out of these group, out of this group we're talking about. And his mentor is none other than Tony Parker. So he's a Spurs, is that like so positive or a negative for the maps <laughs> for relationships or basketball? <laughs> I'm just I'm just making a Tony Parker chart. Uh, strength. So he has good size. He's a pretty good wingspan. Six four with a six eight wingspan. That's good. Decent shooter. He's thirty six percent from three, seventy nine percent from the free throw line. He's an efficient player who keeps mistakes to a minimum and plays with impressive poise. That was from ESPN. And then a sturdy frame with long arms projects to be a reliable man-to-man defender if his fundamentals improve. The weakness, though, is he didn't play a lot. Like he just didn't play a ton, yeah. and he wasn't super, super efficient and when he when he played. Lacked some explosion. Those are the big weaknesses. So we don't really have a ton of information just from this past year. The Ringer had him at 31. ESPN mocked him at 17. The Athletic mocked him at 24, and then Tankathon had him at 23. So it's Probably a player that's going to be available for the Mavs. I just don't think we're sold on on a guy like that. Uh, future role, secondary creator, and then potentially a three and D type guard is uh, is sort of the role that you can put him in. I'm not, I don't, I'm not super super sold on him, but that's another player that sh- should be available for the Mavs. There. Um, coming up, let's get into the last three guards that we have on our list. Unless Isaac has one surprise one that he likes to throw at me: Cole Anthony, Kyra Lewis, and uh, Tyrell Terry. We'll talk about those guys coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, we got to do them justice now. Built mm. Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, covered in 100% chocolate, 18 incredible flavors. They're even better than they were the first time around. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crust. Are you a carrot cake guy? No. I'm not really either, but I like all those other flavors a ton. Uh but you don't have to. You don't have to get the, the variety. You can get one flavor at a time if you want. We've had some some listeners reach out and say that they got Built Bars and they love them. They're great for people that are health conscious, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. For example, the Cherry Barcia, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. That's a breakfast replacement. That's a snack to get you through the day. That's like the extra boost that you need, basically. Go to buildbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off at buildbar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's do Kyra Lewis Jr. next. Uh, 6'3", 165 pounds. So, by the way, I want to go back to Tyrese Maxey, 6'3", 200 pounds. Kyra Lewis Jr., 6'3", 165 pounds. That is 35 pounds difference between those two men. Uh, 6'6", wingspan wingspan for Kyra Lewis. He's 19 years old at the time of the draft. He was born in 2001, Isaac. I just need to point that out because it just seems wild to me that a guy in the NBA is going to be born in 2001. Um, He... So I, he's from, he went to Alabama, and uh, he's a speedster point guard who pressures the rim, generates shots for himself around the perimeter. And I actually did a video on this for a project that I was doing on, on Kyra Lewis. And he said himself, asking you know, to describe his game, he's a smooth guard that can shoot, get to the basket, create for others, use my length and my speed. So 
hats off to for uh, knowing himself, <laughs> basically. Also, this is the thing that with Kyra Lewis, he was born in 2001, right? He graduated high school, played for the under 19 FIBA World Cup team, played two seasons at Alabama, all before he turned 19 years old. <laughs> wow, nuts! Uh, he turned 19 in, in April. I thought that was wild. Uh, he has incredible speed, quickness. He's good hustle. Change of direction is awesome. Uh, he went from 2.9 assists his freshman year to 5.2 assists year to year. So good improvement there on that playmaking. Good all on ball and off ball defender. He's really productive. 18 points a game, five assists, four and a half rebounds, and one and a half steals per game this past season, which is a, a great stat line. Uh, his weakness is, is he's an average three point shooter. He shot 36% over his two years in college, but pretty consistent on that 36. 79% from the free throw line. He's not an incredible finisher because he's not super strong. He uh, is not super, he's not a switchable defender because of that strength as well. He can drive pretty recklessly. He's not an incredible playmaker. He's not, that's not what you're, you're billing him to do. Uh, the ringer had him at 14. ESPN mocked him at 25. The athletic also mocked him at 14 and then tankathon had him at 21. So right in the range for the Mavs there. So this is going to be a guard that's going to be available for the Mavs. What do you think about Kyra Lewis jr.? Yeah, I'll be really curious where he goes. Uh, I think there's just kind of like what you're saying where he's been mocked. I think there's just such a wide range to him because there's not like one trait that, you know, Maxie, I look at him like, all right, he's built like a small tank and he's going to be this great defender in the league. Questionable shot. Kyra Lewis is kind of like this, like, I don't even, I don't want to use the Swiss Army knife for him, but everything's kind of like good. You know, in a way, in a he, way it's he not, has the speed a, though. Yeah. The speed is like his one thing. That's like I would, you know, the ringer compares him to Ish Smith, who's a really, really fast guard. I also would compare him to De'Aaron Fox a little bit, where he's got that speed, that that end to end speed and quickness, change of direction. That that's like his superpower, right? His one big skill is that yeah. speed. Uh, and so, like, if the Mavs took him, I said that his his future role in the Mavs would be the fire to Brunson's ice. Brunson is like mm. not the fastest guard. He's like the the guy that's going to lull you to sleep and get to his spots and get to the right place on the floor that he wants. But Kyra Lewis is just like a you know flamethrower, like flies right through defenses. And so uh, he's also a decent defender. So like I could see him on the Mavs playing that role next to Brunson. Yeah. However, there's just so many guards, right? Like I don't know if I would play him over Curry. Uh, yeah. Like DeLon Wright, if he, if like he pans he out, I would rather have him right. than, than Kyra Lewis. But. Yeah, I, th- I think he would take go the DeLon Wright path as far as those three guys. I will say on Synergy, he, uh, he's an excellent catch-and-shoot guy at 1.2 points per possession. So that's awesome because you know what you're going to do when you play with Luka Doncic? You're going to uh, catch, catch and the shoot. ball, and you're going to shoot the ball. And with, so, uh, with Brunson, too. Good. Yeah, with Brunson. So, yeah, I like him. There's nothing that's like crazy sticks out to me. I think... Him versus Maxi is a huge debate for me because I like Maxi's defense way better than mm-hmm. I do Lewis's, but I love I like obviously I like Lewis's shooting better than Maxi's. I think I'll I don't know I think I'll lean Maxi over Lewis, but yeah. I go back and forth on that. Another player, Tyrell Terry, six foot one, one hundred and sixty pounds. He doesn't have a wingspan listed, but I'm not going to assume that it's very long. Uh, twenty, he'll be twenty <laughs> years old at the time of the draft. Stanford, he went to Stanford. He's potentially a game changing shooter with limitless range, but players his size historically have limited upside. That's from the Ringer. A big strengths shooter, forty point eight percent three point shooter in college at uh it could be the best shooter in the draft just about maybe. five three-point attempts per game 90 percent for the free throw line uh the ringer says elite shooter with quick high release can run off of screens and find his balance mid-air he was 48 percent on catch and shoot threes in college absolutely incredible very great off the ball uh good finisher <laughs> the availability on him was wild the ringer has him at eight 
right? Or, yeah. or Kevin seven. O'Connor has him like seven on his yeah. big board. They have him so high. ESPN mocked him at 42. <laughs> Absolutely wild. wild. Vicini kind of split the difference sort of at 31, and then Tangathon had him at 21. Uh, man, he he's like this is a this is an interesting type of player, right? Because he's it's kind of like Tyler Hero in a way for me. Sort of, but he, to me, he's like Trey Young, like, right? If like you want going tra- to the draft, like Trey Young, we knew Trey Young was going to be a top five pick, you know, basically. Oh, yeah. Tyler Hero, he started rising up these draft boards because he was lighting it up in these workouts. Mm, and you're like, yeah, all yeah. right, well, everybody, everybody loves these shooters. And I just want to know, like, Tyrell Terry is the guy who could go 12 on draft night, and we're going to be like, whoa. But it's yeah. like, that's it's that shooting that just catches everybody. And like, oh, I got to have a shooter in today's game. Yep, that's what's going to get you. Everything else is is going to leave you hanging. I think the playmaking, the you know, he's going to be a target on defense, all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to leave you wanting more. Um, so, all right, forty percent from three, eighty nine percent from the free throw line, and this is crazy. Yes. Synergy says he's in the ninety ninth percentile on catch and shoot shots at one point five points per possession. He's literally one of the best shooters in the whole draft. Hey, thanks. He's for, fun. Thanks for listening when I was talking earlier. No, but it, did you say that synergy stat? I said 48% on catch and shoot threes. Oh, okay. I didn't put the percentile okay. down there. No, you're right. He's an insane shooter. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if he goes to the Eastern Conference, plays for a team that sucks, puts up some big stats, people will think like, you're like one of the best players in the league and should get MVP votes and uh, should win like most approved player. I don't know. Talk soon. He's like your – the ringer had him comparison to, to Jason Terry, which I found kind of interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought I kind of like that. Uh, all right, one more, I think, right? I think we have one more. The steal of the draft <laughs> already. <laughs> he hasn't even been picked. The steal of the draft. Cole Anthony, 6'3", 190 pounds, 6'4", wingspan. He'll be 20 years old at the time of the draft. Went to the University of... North Carolina. North Carolina. Energetic score first point guard who, at worst, projects as a microwave scorer off the bench and, at best, can lead yeah. an offense. Mm. Take it away, Isaac Harris. Cole Anthony. Well, Nick won't let me talk about Malachi Flynn on this pod, so we're going to push him to we're next push week. Him to the next I really one. like. I like Malachi Flynn. I'm all about Cole Anthony. Y'all should know this. Uh, he's probably the guy I've watched the most on this list uh, with North Carolina this past season. They had a weird season, down season. Then he ended up tearing his meniscus, and all that stuff happened. Uh, but yeah, son of Greg Anthony, uh, one of the highest ranked recruits we've ever had at North Carolina. I. Uh, I love him, man. I, he is literally, I think he's one of the he best like my scores. <laughs> he's one of the best scores in this draft, dude. When he is on it, I mean, he has the step back. He can get to the rim. He can shoot the ball. Uh, I mean, where, how to say, he has 40, 41.5% from catch and shoot shots. Wasserman or Bleacher Report says he's kind of like a Jamal Murray type. And I like that comp. Mm. I know that's like, if he hits his full potential, it's the Jamal Murray thing. Jamal Murray didn't hit his full potential until like last month. So, yeah, but it's like, (laughs) you look at Cole Anthony, he's not going to set, you know, he's not this this huge distributor. He's not like, hey, go run this offense, get everybody involved and all this stuff. No, I need you to score the basketball. That's what he does best. And he's really good at scoring the basketball. He averaged over 18 points a game as a freshman in the ACC. He can score the dang basketball he's super fun to watch 
Yeah, I'm super intrigued. I don't think he lasts 18. I think a team will take a shot at him. They should take a shot at him because I think he can be a starting point guard in the league. At worst, I think he's a come off the guy, uh, come off the bench guy. I think what did the Ringer comparing to? They had one count. Kem- Kemba like, Walker, Patty Mills, and then what the Ringer said as well as Sam Vecini said that that execs keep saying that no, the, the player that keeps coming up for Cole Anthony as a comparison is Austin Rivers. It's not Austin Rivers, but like you look at the career that Patty Mills has carved out in the league. Which mm-hmm. is a very successful career. I think that at worst is his floor, but I think he can uh, he can be much better than that from a Mavs angle. I don't know because he it's definitely the Seth Curry you know like avenue angle on this team, and I just don't know I, if you if they took him at eighteen and said hey he's going to come off the bench and play this theoretical role the Jason Terry role hopefully in yeah. the future sign me up y'all know I'm going to be <laughs> hyping the praise if they take Cole Anthony. I just think that he's better suited for another team and a team that's going to carve out a point guard running the offense type of thing because he's just not going to like come in and just run your whole offense so um, or at least get everybody involved in all this stuff. But I love him. You know I love him. I don't know if I love him for the Mavericks, though, which is a bummer. Yeah, you say he's going to come in as a Seth Curry type role, but he's not the off-ball shooter that Seth Curry is. He can shoot the ball. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just saying he can shoot the ball really well. Just, I just said he's like forty two percent on catch and shoot shots. He he can shoot the ball really well. He's he's just he needs the ball in his hand a little bit more. That's that's very true. Yes, he does need the ball in his hand. Yeah. Uh Vicini also said some execs worry that he's a six foot two shooting guard who isn't an elite shooter who wants to dominate the ball a bit beyond what his skill set would allow. I thought that, that was that's a scathing review. If you want to go oh, the cool. I'm just gonna bring the uh the yin to your yang on, on this one and bring it down a little bit. So that's what execs are worried about. He did have that torn meniscus, but we know all about meniscuses now since we, we have Porzingis yes, we that we just talked about. So that's Cole Anthony. I, I'm not sold on him. The ringer has him at 15. ESPN mocked him at 14. The athletic had him at 19 and tankathon had him at 20. So right there, like right. Well, in, you're not sold on him in general or just for the Mavs. Oh, for the Mavs. Definitely. In general, like oh, okay. if he finds a good role, I think he could be a good player. But the Mavs aren't handing the keys over to Cole Anthony. I think Cole Anthony oh, needs the, no. he needs the keys in hand. Yeah, at least Possibly. at least coming off the bench, right? Like even coming off the bench, he's not going to have the keys for the for the Mavs, right? Yeah, I mean Brunson's going to have it when Luca's not on the floor. Yeah, for the or even Cur- like even Curry if they change the starting lineup, or if, you know Dwight's going to go back to the starting lineup, so Curry will come back. Like both of those guys will have more you know have the ball more than him so there you go that's uh and porzingis will be you know playing with that bench unit as well that's the guards at 18 obviously we're not sold on them but we'll do wings later we'll do bigs as well i think the wings is going to be one we're going to focus on a lot we may do multiple pods on on those wings and then we'll do obviously the breakdown individual pods so there you go let us know what you think on twitter at nick van exit at isaac l harris at lockdown maps guys thanks so much for listening to lockdown maps peace out boom Because Monty Max just tweeted it. He tweeted it.